0: I'm often asked, why do you always talk about news? Like, Why does everything always have to be about depressing things that happen that day? And so I thought, well, why, why do we talk about something else? Something that we all contend with. Something that's a struggle, I think, for everyone. My mom right now is going through, still trying to clean up stuff at her place, including stuff that belonged to my late grandmother, um, and struggling to do so. It is a constant struggle to declutter. It just is uh, to figure out what it is that you need to keep, what it is that you'd like to keep, what it is that you don't need to keep. Uh, as George Carlin put it in the past, you know, it's stuff. You have a house to put your stuff in, and then you move to a bigger house to put more of your stuff in, uh, as the famous comedy sketch goes. So, this is probably one you hear a lot from everybody. Everyone struggles with this stuff, especially these days when a lot of us live in smaller places than certainly our parents did. Uh, probably, maybe not all of you. Uh, So you have to make some tough choices about what it is that you keep if you're going to bring new things into that space, figure out what to do with all that stuff. So to help us do that is Brittany Niddle of Vancouver's Good Riddance Professional Organizing Solutions. Brittany, thanks so much for your time on this Monday night.
1: Thank you for having me
0: so is this is this my imagination or is this something that a lot of people get anxious about about this time of year when you start when when this in my place it's cuz the sun starts to pour in at this time mm-hmm. of year and you just look around and you think hmm there's a lot of stuff that piled up over the winter that i chose to ignore
1: well you know the spring and summer is actually generally for our profession is the busiest time of year not only for decluttering and organizing but also moving So both of of those things, they, yeah, it seems to fall within those two uh, timeframes. And, you know, we get kind of sluggish throughout the winter. And as you said, especially in Vancouver, you know, the sun starts to come out. I think you can see the dust a little bit more. You can see you've got a little too much (laughs) stuff. And that's when we all start to think about this a bit more.
0: So what is the first rule of thumb when it comes to decluttering? No matter how big a task you have ahead of you.
1: Well, every person and every circumstance is different. And um, clients always laugh at this, but the second that we start, it makes sense. And it seems cheesy, but I say you need to be really kind to yourself, right? Don't be embarrassed. Don't be hard on yourself about the situation that you're in. And once you take that approach within yourself, start small. And then the number one advice I give is Mm -hmm. start in the easiest place in your home. If getting rid of clothing is the hardest for you, don't start there. You know, if you have a pile of magazines and that's easy, that's what you want to start with. So you start with the easiest items that you can let go of and purge. And then as you move through the process, it becomes easier once you get to the so-called harder items for you to let go of.
0: So so do you recommend doing this in one fell swoop or should you just do Mm -hmm. it bit by bit?
1: Definitely bit by bit. So... You know, if you hire a company like ours, for example, yes, we can come in, whether it's an apartment or a large home, and we can swoop through and and get it done. But if you're tackling this yourself or even one-on-one with a professional organizer, it's very different. Um, You also need to realize that you're probably still working a job. You still have to cook every day. So trying to do it all at once, that is when you're going to get stressed out. It's going to be overwhelming, and your house is going to be turned upside down because we always say when you declutter and organize it in the first couple hours, it gets worse before it gets better because you got to pull everything out.
0: So Brittany, there must be truisms because you think no one else, but everyone must do somewhat the same thing. Uh, are there any things that you always encounter whenever you go into to, to declutter someone says to, does everyone hide stuff under the bed? Does everyone have a pack storage locker?
1: Ooh, oh, Okay, that's, that's a good question, what people always do. I would say um, a couple things. Um, expired foods, expired oh, yeah. bathroom products. That's another thing right. that I think people just constantly accumulate and they never get rid of. And I think the number one thing is holding on to things out of guilt because it was a gift or it belonged to a family member.
0: right. Right, I I I must have hotel um, toiletries, like shampoos oh, yeah. that are probably from places that that you know yeah. I haven't been to in in a decade. Yeah, I, I hold yeah. on to those. So so when it comes to just the things that are how to tackle it emotionally, I mean it must be difficult sometimes to get people to part with things because it is it is it is difficult sometimes. So yeah. how do you from what there must be a psychological aspect to what you do as well?
1: There absolutely is. So what we always do, even after 18 years, we still always start with a free consultation. And this is hugely important because whether you're having a friend help you or hiring a professional or doing it yourself, you need to, um, And from our perspective, what we do is we need to get to know you. You could just be a little bit disorganized or often, not all the time, but often when you see people who are chronically disorganized, it's really you know, it becomes an emotional attachment we get with them because they've often gone through a lot of things in their life. And it's not until we, they open up and we get to know them and realize why they're holding on to something, why they're doing things that way. So when you're organizing yourself, you need to ask yourself, you know, um, even as organizers, I have to do that with myself because I have, and I know why, I won't get into it, but I have an attachment to clothing. And it's totally psychological. It's not, it's not logical at all. It makes no sense. But I even have to talk myself through that. Why am I holding on to this? What's, what purpose is it serving in my life? And would my life actually gain? For, could I gain from that if I let this item go?
0: Yeah, clothing is, yeah, it does. Absolutely. T- tell me about clothing. Clothing is a tough one. And there are many rules of thumb. You know, there's sort of the yeah, if you yeah. haven't worn it in five years. Uh, you're never going to wear it again. If it doesn't fit you anymore, chances are, it probably mm-hmm. will never fit you again. And when it does, it won't be in st- like it's time to throw it away. Anyway, yes. what are some of the rules of thumb that you go by? Because clothing, I think is one of the is one of the tough ones for everybody.
1: So I have figured this out through my own trial and error over the years. Um, but I actually uh, purge and downsize my winter clothing in spring or early summer, and then I downsize my summer clothing in fall or winter. So why I do that is because I now know I've gone through another season, and I can go okay. I didn't wear this this season, and I didn't wear it the last year either, or the year before, and when you stay on top of it like that, it's a lot easier to let those items go. It's rather than doing it, if I was to downsize my winter clothes at the beginning of winter, I could justify keeping everything. Oh, that jacket. I might wear this. Yep. Oh, that vest. You know? So you want to mm-hmm. do it at the end of the season? That, I've found, has been really, really helpful for me. Um, and when, it, in terms of sizes of clothing, that's a really tough one because we all you know, say to ourselves, I'm going to lose weight, or I should hold on to that. What if, what if, what if, you know, again, it becomes that psychological and even from the mental health aspect, is that healthy for you to be doing to yourself? You know, I, I don't like to preach being um, wasteful, um, especially of clothing. Um, but it's really asking yourself those questions and figuring out what's going to best benefit you, um, you know, mentally and physically in your life.
0: Yeah, perhaps you could donate it to a local charity shop and then someone who does fit has this great new shirt that you could never wear, but you brought happiness to somebody else. That's what I, how um, I always yeah, think of it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, I will touch on that if that's okay about um, sure. donating. Um, yes, what's, is, what's
0: good? Where should we bring our stuff? There you go. That was going to ask Okay, you that.
1: so the number one thing that is important to know in this day and age, because we're a consumer-driven uh, society, is purchasing less. And purchasing better quality clothing, because what a lot of people don't realize, and I notice this is the number one thing clients like to hear about, it's a bit depressing, but all of the donated clothing that everyone's giving away, we often think that it's going to a good cause. But because there's such an abundance in this world, it is often, um, unfortunately, at the end of the line, being shipped to third world countries, and it's affecting their local economies. So what we try to do is work with local women's shelters um, for other items in your home, Habitat for Humanity, helping families, you know, the downtown east side, so that your clothing, like you said, is getting a new life and is going to someone in need. But I do like to preach less consumption. You know, if, some, if an article of clothing is older, but it's too big, get it altered for 10 bucks. You got a new, a new piece of clothing.
0: Brittany Niddle uh, is with Vancouver's Good Riddance Professional Organizing Solutions. We're talking about decluttering at a time of year when there's a lot of, uh, as Brittany was pointing out, there's moving going on, there's people downsizing. Uh, and sometimes just when you know when you open up all the windows and let the sun shine in, your little den that you've enjoyed all winter starts to feel a little cramped and maybe it's time to move things on. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into uh, both some of the tendencies you're seeing. I know that you do a lot of work uh, with people basically trying to move a lot of big stuff out of homes when people are downsizing and just how difficult that is because people don't want big clunky furniture anymore. So what do you do with it? And uh, we'll talk to just a bit more about some of the trends you're seeing in decluttering. That's coming up. Brittany Nittle is our guest this half hour of Vancouver's Good Riddance Professional Organizing Solutions. We're taking a deep dive into decluttering uh, at this time of year. Always a good idea. Uh, we've been talking a lot of a lot of the things that you should do to start. Uh, don't do it small. Don't do it all at once. Uh, how to tackle clothes at the beginning, at the end of the season, or at the beginning of the season, so that you can actually do a sort of an audit, a forensic audit of what you wore and didn't wear that summer, and then make educated choices about what you probably won't need next year, and so forth. And just to be, you know, good quality stuff as opposed to buying for uh, buying in quantity these days. Of course, uh, Brittany, I know that because I was talking to your mom actually <laughs> a bit about yeah. this last week when, we, when I called in, um, just finding out if you'd be available, and we were talking just a bit, a bit about a lot of the downsizing that's going on sort of coming in when people have a home full of stuff and they're moving to places Mm -hmm. that are much smaller. We know places are smaller, (laughs) a lot smaller these days. So what do you do with all that stuff? What do you do with all the furniture, all that big bulky furniture that people have in their homes?
1: Okay, so whether it's small items or large furniture, as you're saying, it really depends on um, on the size of the home and the amount of stuff that you have. But there's a multitude of ways that we can uh, purge your home and get rid of these things, especially if you're dealing with seniors who are maybe moving into a residence or a care facility and you're downsizing a large family home. So we we do a multitude of things. Um, we work with Max Sold, an online auction. We work with high-end consignment stores, uh, high-end auction places. We work with, as I mentioned before, Habitat for Humanity and helping families. And then al- also your general junk and donate. And the one thing that I always hate having to tell clients, but it is the whole co- uh, cold, hard truth story, mm-hmm. is that large items, especially things like China cabinets, um even some sofas that could be perfectly good, but they're older and they're larger. Unfortunately, those all go straight to the dump. And it's not that we want to do that. It's that even charities um, and donation centers, they not only physically can't take it, they're now actually charging you if you want to drop something like that off there.
0: Really, so just like those really bulky pieces, those things that were always so—I asso- always associated with going to my grandma's place. Like that's yes, the kind of yes. furniture that was in the house. Yes. But even now, yes. you know, you just, there would be nowhere to put it. I mean, there's just nowhere to put it. It's, uh, exactly- it's a shame. It's a shame. But uh, I, I can see why they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to take up the space with things that people just can't use, right?
1: Exactly. Um, you know, the younger generations—we just don't live in homes that can accommodate that. It's also a completely different lifestyle. We don't have. Um, you know, a good set of china. We just have one set of dishes we use all the time. We don't have knickknacks. And then again, it really goes back to the amount of space that we're living in.
0: How about when it comes to couples? Because obviously, I'm sure you wander into mm. occasionally wander into oh, yeah. battles and when, when it comes to cleaning. How do you how do you best advise couples, especially if one of them tends to be a bit of a collector and the other one is not, for instance?
1: Well, it's, it's a it's a fine little dance, and we we play almost like a therapist. In between the two, you know, trying to come to a common ground. Um, you know, if someone wants to keep everything and the other partner wants to get rid of all of it, well, then you got to go with fifty percent and talk them through that. It's compromise, right? And that is just in any relationship or marriage. That's how it is, and the same goes with your stuff.
0: I imagine, and that must that must lead to some difficult conversations.
1: Yes. Yes, it's uh, yeah, we do have to get in between uh, whether it's couples or it's dealing with estates and multiple family members that are involved in um, in the in the estate and what's happening with it. Um, It's just doing a kind of fine dance between everyone and trying to make everyone happy and compromise to get the result. And that's the nice thing about hiring, you know, a professional organizing company is now you have a third party to come in to be kind of the good cop, bad cop, to get that done for you.
0: Brittany, if I, if I want to sort of feel good about where I live and maybe a bit of a life hack, is there any sort of shortcuts that you recommend to sort of certain things that really do work when it comes to decluttering? You mentioned food earlier. I'm sure that's a good one, expired food, uh, magazines. But there must be some things, you know, like you walk into a room and you go, if you were to get rid of that, you'd be 20% happier in 20 minutes.
1: So what I did, I'll tell you two things that I did personally that really changed how I can maintain my home. And I also have a background in interior design. So my house was always, you know, really beautifully decorated with curated shelves and all of that. And a couple of years ago, I just realized that those pretty decorative things was actually just creating work because they looked good. But every week I would have to dust them. So a couple right. of years ago, my entire house—I got rid of anything that didn't serve a purpose. I have art on the walls. I've got, you know, throw pillows, and I have plants. But I don't have any sculptures. I don't have knickknacks. I don't have anything like that. And that really made the quality of my life better because I wasn't spending half an hour every week cleaning and dusting that up. And dusting a bowl of fake
0: fruit. Yes, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I had that. Yeah. I had fake little lemons because they looked pretty. <laughs> And the other right, and uh, so the other thing that I do that I preach to everybody is even once you get decluttered and you get your home into a good space, you have to create new habits and a new way of living every life, uh, every day. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So what I do is every day I spend a minimum and about I have it kind of down pat to 30 minutes to reset my home. So you know, make sure there's no dishes in the sink. If I've thrown a sweater over a chair, put it away. If I've done laundry, make sure it's away. give my counters a quick little wipe. And then every day you're waking up fresh. And then when you do want to tackle little projects, your house is already neat and tidy. So you can quickly do a drawer or do an area one evening if you want to.
0: Brittany Niddle, fantastic advice. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. (laughs)